Hello and welcome to Comically Incompetent. My name is Doug. And I'm Ben. And this week we are going to talk about Aquaman. Arthur Curry. So, yeah, another DC hero. So, for the beer this week, we have the Fathom IPA from Ballast Point Brewing Company. So, Ballast Point was founded in 96. Three major breweries in San Diego, Long Beach, and Anaheim downtown Disney district. So this beer is yeah called Fathom IPA. It is from the Discovery series from Ballast Point, and it is a six percent alcohol by volume. So take that with what you will. So Ben, why don't you dive into uh, Aquaman a little bit? All right. So we're gonna be talking about the furious, ferocious protector from the depths. Aquaman. I actually really love Aquaman before going into this. I know I always tout myself as like a huge Marvel fan. I think this is one area where I think DC did better than Marvel. There's probably more out there, but I like Mar- I, I like Aquaman more than Namor. I know I everyone's say, yeah. like the famous Namor. Nobody I don't know who, anybody who knows, nobody who, knows who Namor is. No one gives a The only him. person I know who's ever said the name Namor besides you was in Funhouse Lawrence said references Namor. Because it's just like so off-brand. Actually, fun fact before we get into it, Namor came first. For Aquaman. Interesting. Yeah, I but like, Aquaman's I, just better. I like stuff. Aquaman's better in every way. So, much like our last character we talked about, the Penguin, he is a very old school DC character. So his first comic book appearance was in 1941 as well, which is exactly when Penguins was. He was written by Mort Weisinger, and the artist was Paul Norris. Those are like some old school ones. Not not as well known as Penguins and Batman's creators, but they are also well known DC artists. Yeah, the only DC one I know is Bob Kane, who we referenced Bob in uh, wonderful. the last episode. Wonderful, wonderful creator. So, as far as origin, he is a half human and half Atlantean. I love getting these characters that are very like Greek mythology with their Atlantean. That's true, yeah. You know, pretty fantastic. So, the beginning of his story is he was born of an Atlantean queen and a human lighthouse keeper named Tom Curry. So essentially there was a lighthouse keeper off the coast of the United States. I believe it was on the East Coast. He ran into a beautiful Atlantean queen named Queen Atlanta. And he was lucky enough to uh, bestow himself upon her, as 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 the, the religious people might say. Uh, so Atlanta then went back to Atlantis, left uh, Arthur with Tom. Arthur is Aquaman, Arthur Curry. Uh, Tom didn't experiment on his kid, but he, he raised his kid and very soon realized that he had some, some weird things about him. He's like, yeah. okay, there's clearly some Atlantean blood in here. So he found a scientist that he actually saved named Dr. Stephen Shin. And Dr. Stephen Shin tried to learn as much as he could about Arthur. Yeah, I know. See, this is going back into like old school comic books. You got great names like Stephen Shin. Well, for me, the only Aquaman experience that I have, I was never a big Aquaman fan, was the movie with Jason Momoa. And that scientist character is nowhere to be found <laughs> in yeah. that movie. It's um, it's very much so like the, the original, original origin story of the character. You don't always hear it. You know, it's not like Peter Parker where it's like, ah, eh, it's the same thing yeah. as Uncle Die, you know, that kind of thing. So this is the original comic book iteration from 4142. So essentially what happened is Dr. Stephen Shin does as much studying on Arthur as he can. And he eventually decides, oh, I'm going to publish these stories because any reasonable scientist after they find this great information, like I'm going to publish this. However, Tom didn't want that. Tom was very protective of his son. So what he did is he destroyed all evidence of his son in these research. Like, like he didn't destroy his son's stuff, but he destroyed all the research yeah. papers. He destroyed all these studies. Interesting. So what Shin hired, uh, decided to do is he hired a very famous DC name that maybe you've heard, maybe you haven't, named Black Manta. 
Black Manta, you hear, is just like a recurring yeah, villain. And he's in the movie. Black Manta is in the villain, or is a villain in the movie. <laughs> he's in the villain. Yeah, so Shin hires Black Manta to secure a vial of Arthur's blood. It was the last thing that wasn't destroyed in kind of the great purge of the DNA. Interestingly enough, Tom gets in this fight with Black Manta. Doesn't actually die from getting stabbed or anything, but he has a heart attack in the middle of the altercation, which is not the most comic booky way for like a person that dies a heart attack in a fight. Yeah, I can't think of another person that died of a heart attack in a comic book. Kind of takes the wind out of the sails. Like imagine if you're, you know, same thing going back to like Peter Parker and he like pulls the gun on Uncle Ben and Uncle Ben has a heart attack. <laughs> kind of takes the winds out of sails. But hey, you know what? It was the 40s. It was a different time. <laughs> so where Arthur slash Aquaman goes from there is he scours the earth looking for Black Manta until he's eventually brought in by one of his mother's agents, Volko. Volko's another Atlantean. Okay. From, yeah, from that point, he gets brought back to Atlantis and learns, essentially, all about Atlantis. He learns about their weapons. He learns yeah. about their magics. He learns about their abilities. And he really hones who he is. Yeah. And, you know, pretty darn quickly, he becomes the king of Atlantis. We have a little bit of, like, a Mr. Miyagi situation. Karate Kid going yeah, on here. Yeah, sure. He's learning the ways <laughs> Yeah, he's learning the way. He's, he's going to wax, wax on, on wax yeah, off. Exactly. He's yeah. going to paint the house and paint the fence. And he did a lot of painting in that movie. He did do a lot of painting in that movie. I don't think painting would go well for Aquaman because for people that are not familiar with Atlantis, if I should have gone into it earlier, Atlantis is underwater city. It's it wasn't, Greek though. mythology. It wasn't originally, though. It sank, right? That was the whole thing? Yeah, that's the, the traditional story is that Atlantis was a great city that sunk into the sea, and then from there, the people of Atlantis developed aquatic abilities. I don't know if that's necessarily the way it is in D.C. No, they kind of go into that in the, in the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair. Well, because I know traditionally, yeah. again, it's 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 based off mythology, and in mythology, that is yeah. the case. Is It's a great city that sinks into the sea. There's also that Disney movie about oh, God, Atlantis. Journey to Atlantis. Journey, that was a great movie. Was a don't you movie. dare say otherwise. No, 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 it was. It's just, okay. it's just a whole thing. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Yeah, so he becomes king of Atlantis, and which that's generally the kickoff point for a lot of the new iterations of the comic book. Like when you think of Aquaman, Aquaman's the king of Atlantis. That's what he does. He protects the sea. I really love a lot of smaller altercations he gets in. I'm a big, not to go on my own little soapbox here. I'm like a (laughs) relatively environmentalist thinking individual. Um, He has a lot of ones where he fights like people that are setting up oil rigs and people that are polluting the ocean. Very like Captain Planet-esque in some of those. He fights everybody else too. But I I really like that they throw a bone to the the keeping the earth green. Which is nice, especially considering a hero that was made in the 60s. When I feel like the 60s were obviously not as environmental. 40s, but yeah. 40s. That's what I meant. Yeah. Sorry. You, well, you know what I mean? Like the 40s yeah. were not nearly as vi- environmentally friendly. So mm-hmm. for them to put something, create a hero that was, we kind of pushed that had agenda at least, back. Had at least time. a bit of a, an inkling in yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. No, I think, I think it's great. And I really appreciate that. So we didn't play this for our last, uh, last superhero, supervillain, because he didn't have any powers, in my opinion. He just had stuff. Let's it's play true. our game. Doug, what <laughs> powers do you think he possesses? I'm going to give you a heads up. It's a really, really long list, and there's items in there. I those, have are, those are the spoilers. I've seen the movie, the Jason Momoa movie, but I will say that... So, he has the trident. He does have the trident. Do you have any idea what the trident's name is? Uh, I don't think they say it in the movie, and if they did, I forgot. So, no, I don't know the name. So, it, it has two names that depend on when it was... It was originally one name, transitioned to the second name. Any guess what either of those might have been? It is a famous trident. Same thing. We're looking at mythology here. Poseidon. 
So originally it was the trident of Neptune, and then it for and then it was changed to the the trident of Poseidon. So it's, the from, same, it's the same character. Well, it's just from Roman, Roman to, versus yeah, Greek. Exactly. Yeah. Went from Roman to Greek. Yeah. Okay. Well, because yeah, think, that's the, yeah, yeah, that's the name. Greek mythology kind of hit, I think, a bigger like chord with people. It didn't hit necessarily pop culture, but it, it kind of did. Greek mythology kind of did. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, you have like Percy Jackson, the Olympians. That was obviously the 2010s. Oh like, my god, I totally you know what I mean? That. Like it, Greek mythology kind of hit like a pop culture thing. There were books and movies. Yeah, and, it's like Nordic mythology hit a hit a bit of popularity yeah. kind of in the 90s and 2000s. Which I don't think know? Roman mythology ever did. So that makes sense. That they would kind of switch maybe to something that was a little more well known to the from Neptune, which the Roman version to Poseidon, the Greek version. Yeah, just a little more popular. So more more appeal. So the Trident itself has a lot of abilities, so let's go, before we even go into his other powers, take a gander and take take a couple of guesses. What powers do you think specifically the Trident gives him? I have no idea on the Trident. What I will say I know is that he can breathe underwater, and the joke is that he can talk to fish, so I think he can like control fish, right? He can be like, hey, fish, come help me. Right? So you... <laughs> So you've nailed it, but that's actually not one of the Trident powers. That's a separate one. I have no I mean, you'd idea. You think that would come with the Trident, right? Couldn't even tell you what the Trident does. So the Trident does very. Hmm, how would I put this? You know, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Of course. <laughs> so the Trident is essentially the Avatar: The Last Airbender weapon. So it allows him to control the weather. So you can create oh. storms, uh, create rain, okay. create monsoons, things like that. Yeah. It allows him to control lightning. So rather than just a lightning storm, he could shock you with it. He can control water. You can create like yeah. monsoons and stuff with it, drown oh. people out. He can defend against certain magics with it. You know, it's one of those like yeah. kind of like in Harry Potter when they just use their wand to like deflect spells. You can do stuff like that. Oh. And the last thing you can do, and this makes no sense to me whatsoever, <laughs> but it allows him to fly. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, God of the Sea allowed to fly. Why did we not see Jason Momoa flying through the air then? I'd pay to watch that. I mean, yeah. Jason Moe's awesome. He's I gorgeous. I that guy. Oh. Cal Drogo, God of the Sea. I don't... I can fl- he can fly? He, uh, so only with the Trident. He can't fly without it. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, weird caveat rot. A lot of his powers are actually kind of built into that. As well as the fact that it is also a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> he can also stab people with the Trident. <laughs> That's the coolest superpower of all. Stab him with a Trident. Yeah, he fights with a Trident in the beginning of the movie and then gets like the Trident at the end of the movie. Oh, nice. Oh, but yeah, you haven't seen the movie. Yeah, I haven't seen the movie yet. We'll talk about the movie I'm a terrible person. I'm excited. I'm excited, though. I'm definitely yeah. going to watch it soon. So what other powers do you have? You did say control animals. So the way it's generally... Fish. fish the way it's generally uh, described is that he can telepathically speak to marine life. Yes. And they have a great respect for him as the Atlantean king. Okay. So they generally will help him. But in a lot of the iterations, he actually just asks for help and they help him. He's not usually like, let me exert my will yeah. upon you, for I am king of Atlantis. Yeah, so he, he respects the sea life and asks for help. Yeah, he's a very like respectful guy asking for help kind of thing. Which again, I appreciate. You know, yeah. I think that's way more fun than I think it's way more fun to have a character that asks for help and is respected and given help than just like mind control. Like that's much more of like a villain approach. So yeah, I, I dig it. Why make the connection of like in Lord of the Rings, Gandalf asking the Eagles for help? That is a very appropriate comparison yeah it's out of yeah. respect he never is like you need to help me he's like hey if you guys can help that would be really cool <laughs> we're, we're really in the need of some like, help we really here. need some help here yeah so that's his interaction with the animals so what other abilities do you think he has i'm gonna say i have a couple more on my little list here that i've prepared 
Some are legitimate superpowers and some are what I would call a human superpower, like how Daredevil is a lawyer. <laughs> I consider that a superpower. He can <laughs> he can swim really fast. He is a master swimmer. I did include that on my list. You did? Yeah. Oh, look at that. Because even without his powers, he's just like a he's freakishly athletic. And then he has the power to grow amazing hair because Jason Mo has a mane of a god. He does always have amazing hair. I didn't include that as one. I assume that's something to do with the salt water. I have no idea. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> guessing at this point. Okay, so I'm going to give you... Uh, this is the cheating one. This is the superpower that 90% of our heroes have. He has superhuman strength and durability. That's every superhero. Yeah. That should go without saying. Except for I Mark should... Spector. Mark Spector did not have superhuman durability. That's the second week in a row we're climbing back to Mark Spector. I think he's a good... Penguin did not have superhuman durability. See, I see. We didn't do as many as All right, things. all right. Okay. That's yeah. F- all right. But it's the kind of guy, you know, you could, you could like, throw a boulder at him and it's not going to kill him. Yeah. You know, so there's something there. Like me. Just like Doug. Doug <laughs> immune to boulders. So, the other one, he is allowed to breathe underwater and on land. I consider that a superpower. It's very basic and people kind of look over it. I, yeah. Can, you know, you can breathe underwater and on land. That's, not a lot of creatures on planet Earth can do that. Well, frogs? No, that was dumb. Um, (laughs) Yes, Captain Frog. I'm sorry, that was so dumb. No, it's okay. We're keeping this in. I'm not going to cut my stupidity out. Oh, I'm not going to let you cut that out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Yeah, I mean, I thought that, but I figured it kind of went without saying. Yeah, that's fair. I still think it's important. I should say it. I realize now that I do know a little bit about Aquaman from the comics and then the movie, and I feel like I should kind of assume that people maybe don't know about i should say things even if i assume it should be go without well so here's also where that becomes complicated this specific one is traditionally in the comic books he gets really weak the longer he's out of water so you could almost make an argument you know yeah like he can't chill out of water and be full power i didn't know that at all yeah he's good for a while but he kind of like dries out you know that makes sense. like a fish can live on land for a couple minutes or something like that (laughs) Well, because the Aquaman, specifically the Aquaman movie does not, I guess he does most of his fighting in the water. The Justice League movie, though, it's out of water he's a never lot. in water. In that, yeah. He's only in water when you first meet him. He's never in water I again. He's full power. I don't know if in those iterations they keep true to that, but that's the traditional is that like, yeah. he's good out of water for a little bit, but if he's separated for too long, like there's some adventures where they're in like space and stuff and he basically gets like dehydrated. Oh, okay. And he starts to lose some of his strength because yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. And then I have one more last thing that I labeled under powers, which I'm going to equate to like when I said Daredevil is a lawyer. <laughs> he is a master or expert, depending on what you prefer to call it, politician. Because he oh. is he's the king of Atlantis, and he does yeah. have to do a lot of political things. And I know that sounds like kind of a, kind of a joke where it's like, ah, yeah, he's a master po- uh, politician. But it does actually come up in a lot of his comic books and some of his iterations, maybe not the most recent movie. I don't know if yeah, he does anything. Not the most political. recent movie, no. Quite the opposite, actually, than the most recent movies. But yeah, that kind of plays into he was one of the original, he was one of the original founding members of multiple popular groups within DC Comics. Okay. So like, I, I would like to think most people familiar with the Justice League yeah, at least to some degree. I feel like most people are familiar with Aquaman just in pop culture in general. I feel like even I feel like a lot of the jokes come about Aquaman. There's a lot of good jokes about Aquaman. Like I feel like Family Guy has several episodes where they joke oh, where he's about, just floundering on the ground. Yeah, exactly. Where they joke funny. about Aquaman. So I feel like most people know about 
Aquaman in the generic sense of Aquaman. But not necessarily as much of a yeah. deep dive. And then I think everyone knows the Justice League just from whatever make iterations. and Yeah, just, as long as it's been done a lot. It's like yeah. the Avengers. You know, yeah. everybody's heard of it. But he is one of the OG original founding members of the Justice League, which is pretty cool because the Justice League is incredibly old. Yeah. Incredibly old. But he was, he was one of the founding members. You know, he's one of the earlier DC characters. And I think it's... Yeah. I think it's really cool that he's maintained his popularity for 80 years now. Yeah, it's definitely impressive. Like, he's been someone that, like, people relatively know, you know, like a Captain America or a Batman. It's like yeah. People know him, even though he hasn't been as done as much in movies. I think that's pretty cool. Now, we're going to play our guessing <sighs> no. game again. I know you love the guessing game. I always I sound missed, like an idiot. I missed this in the Penguin episode. I think you'll do a good job, because this is, like, a very comic booky thing. I always sound so comically incompetent. Yeah, we should name a podcast that. Okay. <laughs> not going to do that bit back. again. Yeah, that's fair. Let's not do that bit again. <laughs> so we're going to play the game and go, what villains do you think he consistently throughout history has bumped up against? I kind of spoiled one earlier. Yeah. And for the movie, I know he fights the Ocean Master. Yeah, he fights a lot of ocean people. And Black Manta. Black, but- Black, Black Manta is probably like, in my opinion is his like most generic go-to. He's like the Joker, not necessarily in importance, but yeah. like... He always fights the Black Manta. Every iteration, he fights the Black Manta. Yeah, I'm going to say then he fights, like, whatever. I don't know. Anything comes out of the ocean. I feel like they're not going to exactly... Out of the ocean. You know what I mean? Like, I feel That's like they're fair. not going to be like, um, what's a big, big... De- like, if Bane is terrorizing a city, they're not going to be like, quick, Aquaman. Get yeah, out of the ocean and come fight, help us fight. He pretty much fights things that are in immediate threat Giant to crabs. Atlantis. And then things that are immediate threats to the entire planet. He fights some crabs. There's some crabs in there. Yeah, so I would say probably his most notable enemy is the Black Manta. Some of his earliest enemies, he actually fought uh, Nazi U-boats. Really? During World War II. Mm-hmm. Well, because I remember he was made in the 40s. He was made in 41. Oh, perfect. And every yeah. comic book character in the 40s fought the Nazis. That's just kind of... <laughs> it's just kind of the way true. it went. Well, because... Well, they they want to make the characters not just in film and everything's appropriate for the time, but every comic book character generally when they're created has a purpose. Yeah. For instance, you know, like Captain America was created during yeah. like World War Two, and so there's that thing. Yeah. Black Panther actually has a whole thing about that. He has one of the most interesting creations. All That'd we're definitely episode. doing a whole Black Panther episode. So then, let me, look forward to that. Yeah. Let me test you then. You said in an earlier episode. That every hero who is made to fight the Nazis has a good guy German scientist. Okay, this is guy does, there this guy does good... not have a good guy German oh, scientist. No. He does have bad guy Steven Shin, which I don't think Shin is German. Uh, but Germans do have maybe? shins. Well, I think to the best of my knowledge. A lot of people have shins. I'm no scientist, but I think I think Germans have shins. That's true. They scientist could. shins. Shasha. <laughs> yeah. So that's who he originally fighted, and then he, he's fought everyone throughout yeah. DC history. Generally speaking, the most common ones you'll find are people that are trying to attack Atlantis. Yeah. Which kind of leads me into the next thing. I mentioned earlier that he was a founding member of the Justice League, which in the DC universe is a really big deal. Being yeah. one of the leads, that's, you know, it's Avengers of the DC. There was another group that's not necessarily as popular in, like, pop culture. It may have been in the movie, it would make sense in the movie, but again, I didn't see it. It's called The Others. Did they mention The Others? Not that I remember. It sounds familiar, but it might have been you talking about it. But That's very possible. So The Others are 
generally the way I describe it are the protectors of Atlantis. Okay. So it's a group of all Atlanteans. It was the f- basically right when he got to Atlantis, he became king and he founded the others. Yeah. There are many mystical weapons in Atlantis. Obviously, we by this point, we know the, the trident of Neptune slash Poseidon. Yeah. There are many others. This is a group that he founded to protect those weapons. So the main bulk of his enemies in the early day were people that were coming to try and steal the secrets of Atlantis. Okay. You know, that's yeah. like a very traditional plot. Like people trying to break in Atlantis yeah, or, yeah. or Olympus and steal their magical weapons. So that was the others. Like in the movie Hercules. Like in the movie Hercules. I won't sing the songs because I don't know if we get copyright struck. Hopefully. <laughs> copyright struck for that, but oh, I wish I could sing the songs. Okay. So you were, you were saying. Yeah. So I like them greatly. The equivalency I would give them is in a, in a prior episode when we were talking about Ghost Rider, we talked about like the supernatural kind of faction the midnight suns it's kind of sort of like that except they're the atlantean defenders defending against mystical threats okay that may come from the sea or involve the sea things like that i really enjoy that faction the other person that he's commonly associated with is he kind of touches everybody throughout the dc universe at one point or another but a common thread is when he goes to atlantis he does get a wife named mira or mara she is a main character in the films she okay yeah good to see She's kind of all over throughout time. I guess now it's been, what, 80 years now he's been married to yeah. her. So she's kind of always there. I really enjoy the guy. Big fan of the ocean. Big fan of fish. Shout out to my pet fish named Mando. <laughs> and growing up for both of us in Southern California, we got the ocean right by us. Yeah, so it always, it always felt yeah. applicable. You see this guy in the ocean, you're like, you're telling me I could go down 30 minutes to the beach yeah. and there's a chance I run into Aquaman. And I work, my main my nine to five is right on the water so I can see Aquaman from my office window. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. the dream. Yeah. It's going to be a dream. He's going to save you from your work. <laughs> save you from your work. Be swept up in Jason Momoa's arms. <laughs> yeah. So th- this is one that I have always had a big interest in Aquaman, mainly just because when we were growing up kind of in that era, Justice League was one of the huge yeah. properties slash animated adventures at the time. And yeah, that's kind of ruling big comic book television. Yeah, I mean, you know, Marvel's huge now, but DC was much, much more popular yeah, when I we mean, were young. Not applicable applicable to Aquaman, but growing up on like Teen Titans. Teen Titans was awesome. Like DC kind of ruled that animated television oh, world absolutely. for a while there. Marvel came in later which i uh, that's why i always have a soft spot for dc i also love the dc television shows like the flash and arrow and those are really good i I always wanted a aquaman maybe it's harder to do in a television format but like i always wish that like arrow verse flash had an aquaman i wish there was an aquaman even if it was just a throwaway where there's a couple episodes split during one of their crossovers where they're like hey this year's adventure aquaman's coming to help out i always thought that'd be interesting i'm glad there's not because i feel like you need to decent amount of cgi it probably is incredibly expensive to make anything yeah. aquaman and i feel like jason moe was just perfect he's a film actor he's fantastic as aquaman which i can go into the movies if you want oh yeah i mean i, I think that's kind of the the next best place to go is talking about kind of his iterations like i was saying i i like the animated adventures i don't i again yeah. local cinema buff doug coming <laughs> out here so tell me, tell me a little about how you felt about the movie so animated adventures Talking about animated adventures, we have the night. I don't know if you know about this. A 1967 Aquaman TV show. I've heard the title. I don't know if I've seen. So animated, yeah. 
animated show. Okay, no, I do that. That's the really goofy one where he has like a speedo. He has like an orange speedo. Yep, yep, yep. yep. And he was voiced by one. a man named Marvin Miller. Good old Marvin. Who was alive. He was born in 1913. He was just a kind of an actor who did movies like with like Humphrey Bogart and stuff like that. An older, older old actor. School. Yeah, 1960s. Retro. So then you get into the movie where the actual first time we see him in a live action on screen iteration is 2018. We have Aquaman starring Jason Momoa, who we talk about constantly because he's... Jason Momoa's awesome. Perfection. And he's a great guy. Yeah. We have Amber Heard playing Mira. And then we have Willem Dafoe playing Volko, which you talked about Volko, his teacher, pretty yeah. much. And the movie he's leads He's the one that brings that. him yeah. back and, and basically teaches him what it means to be Atlantean. Yeah. So in the movie, the movie opens with, you have the lighthouse keeper who is played by, um, I'm going to butcher his name, Tim, Timuria? Timura? Morrison. I've seen him in a million things. I mean, the dude's famous. He played Django Fett in Star Wars, the newer trilogy. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you, you, we've seen him before. Um, he plays the father, and then you have Nicole Kidman playing um, At- Atlanta, the queen. Al- uh, Atlanta. Atlanta, yeah. So they get together, and then they have a kid, and then she is – they're attacked by Atlanteans, and she's taken back to Atlantis. I didn't even realize she was the actress now. I love her. I love her. Yeah, Nicole she's Kidman fantastic. is wonderful. So then she's taken to Atlantis, and Tom Curry is left to raise Arthur. Before we get any further in this, if you guys have not seen – I mean, it's two years now, but I still feel like giving everybody the fair spoiler. Probably going to be spoilers for the first Aquaman movie at this point. I mean, oh. that's just kind of the setup, so I don't, I don't think we have any yeah. problems. But if anyone else hasn't seen it and they're like, I don't want anything spoiled, Sorry about that. maybe yeah. tune out for a little minute and we'll, we'll get back in. But I'm just it, kind of doing the generic beginning of the plot. Two years old. Yeah. So then you find that Ocean Master, who is played by um, Patrick Wilson from Conjuring fame. The, the Conjuring movie. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't know Conjuring fam. I know The Conjuring. No, from The Conjuring. Oh, okay. He's, he plays, um, I don't remember the name of his character in The Conjuring. Ed Warren. Ooh. So then he's played playing Ocean Master. Movie happens, and Jason Momoa is kind of the reluctant person to kind of take. He doesn't want to be. Oh, he doesn't want to be the superhero. Yeah, but he's That's kind fair. of forced in that place. So Willem Dafoe is fantastic. He plays like his teacher Another throughout the movie. And he's, he has to go save his mother from like this giant tentacle monster, which is where he gets the trident and this the famous Aquaman orange and green outfit. He doesn't get to the end. Wait, does he actually wear? He the, wears it. The, at, he wears the traditional at the end. Aqu- the movie. Oh, that's but awesome. But it's a really the DC did a good job on it. Um, people complain about the movie. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was better than a lot of the movies that DC made leading up to it, and for its DC EU, that's fair. And they had a, they had a sequel coming out. I don't know what's going to happen with it. Um, so this is a comic book podcast. I'm not going to go into the drama of it, but some things happened with Amber Heard. She might be out. Movie might be on hold. Moved around. Maybe she's not in it anymore. They'll just write her out. You don't know. It's a tough thing about movies these days. I, I, I'm thoroughly believe yeah. that we should all take the ethical choice, but a lot of stuff gets derailed for a lot of different reasons these yeah. days. But it's know, that's set, to each person's judgment. Yeah. It's set for 2022. Nicole Kidman and Patrick Wilson from Aquaman are rumored to reprise their roles as Atlanta and Ocean Master, respectively. You also have the man who played Black Manta. His name is... Oh, he's um, back in it then. Yeah, Yaya Abdul Mateen II. Nice. I'm sorry if I butchered that. I'm reading it very quickly. I have a very small phone screen. That's fair. We need higher resolution um, phones for this podcast. My computer decided to now is the time to update, so I don't have it on the computer. Um, but he played Black Manta in the first one. He was fantastic. I think a lot of people made fun of it because Black Manta has a famously giant head. 
and he <laughs> made the mask. They made a giant. They gave him a giant, giant head. head. They gave him the giant black mantle. I gotta head. watch this movie now. I'm gonna watch movie. that movie tonight. That's the thing. People gave a lot of trouble. It's a good movie. It's actually. It's I mean, almost like Suicide Squad. Everyone gave it a bad rep, but ooh, it's flawless. No, no, that was the worst movie I've ever seen. I think that the, what I would say is, Wonder Woman was a good movie. Unobjectively, it was a good movie. Oh yeah, it was, it was really good. This is along the lines Great of Shazam. Fashion. People gave Shazam a lot of flack, and Shazam was Did people actually really give Shazam flack. I thought yeah. Shazam was wonderful. I like Shazam a lot. I think what's his name? Uh, um, Levi Zachary yeah, Levi Zachary was Levi. Fantastic. He perfectly embodied a child that is now an adult superhero. And like he perfectly insane, embodied yeah, that. Buff man. Yeah, like not knowing what to do with it. Yeah. That's and like another one, I, which is another one we'll eventually butt into, but Miss Marvel is kind of like that, where it's this person that like doesn't, just doesn't get how to be a superhero, or they've like, they're like a kid that's always thought about it and has no idea what to do with it. I yeah. love those characters. So then in the movies we see, so this is after this twenty seven before Aquaman. We see twenty seventeen. We see Aquaman in the Justice League movies that the DCEU made. The movie it's um oh yeah that was before Aquaman that was before so they don't know how to organize. Films. They did it the wrong way because the films after, I don't think yeah. the films are the worst things, but it's just like dude get the solo films out first. Well after watching Aquaman, I was like well I kind of I would like Justice League more if I would have saw Aquaman before. Like, I it saw makes Justice a lot. League. It yeah. makes a lot more sense that way because you're watching his intro and it's like Ben Affleck goes to that town that Aquaman's from and he's like we we need you to join us and he's like we need a no. fish yeah and he's like no I don't want to join and but then you're kind of just like why is this Aquaman dude being kind of a jerk and then you're like oh I know now because I know of yeah, his upbringing in his life when I see the jerk. movie so they kind of I feel personally they butchered Justice League I know I'm not alone at all. And thinking that they butchered Justice League. Oh, definitely not. Hey, do you ever notice there's more than like there's never more than like six people on screen in Justice League? I, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> Even when they're in like big cities, there's never more than like six people on screen. Yeah, because they League. blew their budget on CGI. So they couldn't afford actors. I just when I watched Justice League, that was the first thing that shot to me. I was like, where are the people? That the thing about Justice League was you had these Jason Momoa's Aquaman, amazing. You even have Ezra Miller as the Flash. Fantastic. He was fantastic. Loved Ezra Miller as Flash. It's that movie was very good in its separate pieces as a whole. When put together, it was it, not it executed well. It just need more yeah. setup. And I think Jason Momoa was a is an amazing Aquaman. I think he's a great actor. And I th- the oh, thing absolutely. I like about him as an actor is that you can see that he has fun doing it. Oh, he's absolutely. He's not just there for the paycheck. He's there because he's like, this will be a blast. I get to be Aquaman. And not a, I feel like you don't see a lot of actors who are like. I feel like a lot of actors take the role because, like, ah, I need some money, series, whatever you sign on. He was like, I get to be Aquaman. I think that's the best thing that the DC cinematic universe has going for it is, like, obviously Ben Affleck loved being he was well, he was flawed but he loved being superheroes I mean yeah. he was Daredevil like he's clearly oh, yeah. he been trying he's been trying to be a superhero yeah. his whole career yeah, yeah. like Jason Momoa has fun with his roles and he picks the roles he knows he's gonna have fun in um Ezra Miller did a fantastic job I think Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot. yeah oh. like she I think she's Man, like a fantastic, she's fantastic representation of just like strong woman in cinema you know like she did a great great job with it like I remember they when cast they, yeah. very well i remember when they announced casting gal gadot and people were like she's so small how's she gonna be an amazonian and then she played the role she had and a you're huge like presence. damn she had yeah. a huge presence she, oh and then henry yeah. cavill like henry cavill oh fantastic it's one of those two everyone has now grown to appreciate henry cavill's apparently like a giant nerd which i like yeah. love it's like awesome. A whole bunch of that came out when he was doing The Witcher. Oh, that's a great show. Yeah, and he was just like, "I'm a big Witcher fan." And yeah. People were like, "Wait, really?" And he's like, "Yeah." He played Geralt beautifully. Yeah, great Geralt. 
Um, great. Great Superman. I think Man of Steel was actually a, was a good movie. I know one of my good friends, Dominic, is a he's a big fan of Man of Steel. He watched Man of Steel like every day for like a month straight. That's a lot of Man of Steel. He thought it was a great movie. And even though like I don't think it's a bad movie, I think it was it left a little bit to be desired. Yeah. But I think it was a pretty good movie. I think that's I remember when they started the DCEU and they started with Man of Steel and everyone was like, Oh, okay, let's see what they do from there. And then I feel like DC executives were like, we made money with Man of Steel. Let's just skip 20 steps and make Justice League. Yeah. They, and everyone was like, oh, hold on. Hold on. For yeah. Everyone was like, hold on. Hold on. Let's, you know, you know, let's get a plan. Let's, let's not plan do that. This. And then they're like, no, no, no. Batman vs. Superman and then Justice League and then solo movies. And it was like, ah. that That's a literal description, especially with Aquaman, of jumping the shark. Oh, definitely. And... <laughs> The sad thing is, I I do work in the film industry, and like you see it all the time. You see, like, well, this made us money. Yeah. This might make us more money. It's like, well, you didn't think it all the way through. You just thought of the money, and then it's the well. Also, they still make a lot of money because I'm part of it. I went to go see all those movies. Exactly. I complained constantly because I'm an American. But you're still gonna see them. I complained and then the gave American it my money way. and then complained more. <laughs> and I complained more. It's like, this should have been better. I didn't give you money for the yeah. first one for this one to be the same yeah, trash. Exactly. It's the American way. That's why I was so happily surprised when I watched Aquaman and went, wow, okay, that was a solid movie. Wow. And I think it was one of those ones, like I said, when I reviewed Harley Quinn in the Moon Knight episode, The Birds of Prey, for a DC EU movie, really good. Not bad. As a movie in the general term of the film industry, not great. That's fair. But that's what I think Aquaman, Birds of Prey, Shazam, Man of Steel kind of land in that area of like, for the world they're building, it's pretty good. It's not bad. For the world of film, they skipped too many steps and they're just, they're they're floundering in the movies that they're making now. Jason Momoa is the best part. How many comicals out of 10 would you give it? And I'm going to put, I'm going to put qualifiers on this. I'm going to say, give me two different ratings. Give me, I'm not even going to ask for objective movie things. Comic books, I think, are in their own character okay. categories. So, comic book movies. movies. Okay. So, I'm going to say comic book movies and then DC. for a DC movie. How many comicals out of 10 would you get for both those categories? So, comicals for a comic book movie, I'd give it a 6.5. Okay. And that's going on a legitimate 10 point scale. This that's isn't, this isn't that, one of those yeah. dumb 10 point scales where, like, 50% is a zero. It's like, no, that, yeah. that's out of 10, actually. Yeah, because I think the the thing... Marvel does such a good job. I set Endgame and the first Iron Man as 9.5s. I'm never going to give anything a 10 unless it's absolutely It's hard perfection. to give a 10 unless yeah. you like have a heart attack during the movie. Yeah. And you're I, like, oh my god, it was flawless. I felt I thought I was going to have a heart attack in Endgame, but that's its own, that's its own was, podcast. Dude, Avengers Assemble. Yeah. Oh, um, so crazy. I think as far as a comic movie, I'd give Aquaman a, a 6.5 comedies which doesn't okay. sound great but you know but you have, DC, you have end game to put DC. up against yeah and then as a dc movie i'd give it like an eight that's pretty good for a dc movie would, like you, would you put it like hair below wonder woman i'd put it below mm. wonder woman and birds of prey okay that's but fair. right above shazam okay that's right i thought you were gonna like shazam shazam i think zachary Tyron levi was. so for our listeners for years i've made the joke of shazam shazam like, doing this pose and pretending like lightning striking me it's but, very much so that it's, yeah. it's it's the slogan and catchphrase yeah. of Shazam is yeah. to, to rip his shirt and go Shazam and then become Shazam. I was a big I'm a big fan of Shazam. We'll get to that when we get to the episode. I'll talk everyone's ear off about Shazam. But I would say that Shazam movie had its weak points. Fair. That I feel like they could have easily gotten around. I've heard there were a couple points where it's like, okay, I get it. You're really yeah. trying to you're trying to push whatever idea. It was, got it, and they like went yeah. a little too far. It was the epitome of campy. Okay, that's fair. 
which I'm not. But but, huge... but Shazam is a pretty campy character, you know, yeah. kid that turns into yeah, no, but for but, sure, yeah, fair from um, a, from a cinematic perspective. Eh. Yeah, so for me, I'd put it probably in Aquaman number three behind Wonder Woman, and Birds of Prey. Okay. Because Wonder Woman was a great movie. Birds of Prey was different, and I like different. Wonder Woman was one of those movies where, like, even outside of a comic book world, it's just a good movie. That's a good movie. Gal Gadot. Good movie. Oh, my gosh. I've, even comparing it to Marvel, I think she was one of the best castings of for a comic book movie in general. I'd agree with that. She's been, not the best one. Like, Robert Downey Jr. is the best Iron Man. Yeah. There's nobody who could have played Iron Man better than Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, I agree with that. I think Chris Evans was pretty darn close to a perfect Captain America. And some people were like, oh my God, there were times where he was so bland. I was like, well, that's just Captain America. That's, Captain that's America. playing a perfect Captain America is you're this sometimes bland, yeah. perfect boy. And then Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. Oh, you know what? That might take my top casting as Hugh Jackman Beautiful as casting. Which we'll get into in the X-Men episode of who we think would be a good we're gonna do two and a half years of x-men you can there's constant stuff about it hit us up on twitter if you want two and a half years of x-men because i'm willing to do two and a half years of (laughs) x-men but as far as dc goes gal gadot is the best casting oh definitely and then right behind her i think jason momoa is aquaman that's good here he i think he embodied the character of aquaman beautifully the movie might not have been perfect but he was the best thing they did in that movie hey you know what that is good to hear and I got to be honest, in a comic book movie, casting is the biggest thing I'm looking for. Definitely. Because the writing can be a little iffy because it's a comic book. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, I love comic books. I really do. But the, it is campy and it's a bit yeah. goofy and it's over dramatic. Like, it doesn't have to be Inception. Yeah. You know, you don't need to, like, rethink the way a <laughs> spinning top turns to enjoy a comic book movie. Yeah, I get you. You know. So that is pretty fantastic. Sounds like the movie was pretty good. Pretty I'm good. looking forward to it. I feel like a bad fan for having not watched it up to this point. Because I love Jason Momoa. That's I can't true. wait to You're be Ocean Cal Drogo. That's true. I just that's the main thing I think of him as because he was he was so good in that. Oh he was gosh. oh fantastic. Yeah. So again, Aquaman, fantastic. I highly recommend. There's been many iterations of this character throughout time. Mostly animated, not so much live action. It's kind of hard to do a live action guy that yeah. lives in the water. They Sounds did a good like good job though. Yeah, it sounds like Doug would recommend the movie. I would, rec- I would easily recommend Aquaman. If you're not a big fan of DC and you haven't seen Aquaman, I would say watch Aquaman. For, for a very different take, but for what I think is an equally good take, if you guys look at the animated adventures from like the 90s of Justice League with Aquaman in there, it's a very different take. It's a, it's a much more like traditionalist take on Aquaman. I would also recommend that. It's just interesting to see the, the two different approaches to the character, and I think both are great. Yeah. Anyone looking more into the character, I'd, I'd definitely recommend both of those. He's a classic DC character, real fantastic. And now, I think it's about time we bring it back to, today we're having a little Fathom IPA. Doug, I'm going to give you my, yeah, I'll call it a newbie appreciation. Let me give it one more sip going into this. Which, well, he's sipping Fathom because if you guys look at the beer, it is a, like a old-timey scuba diver, like the old original like scuba diver look underwater that's why we chose it for aquaman because they used to use way back when big yellow hood yeah so what do you think of it what do you think of the beer you know what it's a pretty good beer i have a tough time it's not as good of an ipa as the one we had on our last episode that was it black tie bow tie bow tie tie. that again that was one of the best ipas i've ever had but you know what if you're looking for a good solid ipa that's you know like pretty crystally yeah is that the term because yeah, it's like the, it's the crystals on the hops or whatever something like that, that makes the flavor ballast point didn't give a lot of information when i did the research to talk about it they're sneaky with their beer flavors. yeah they said like citrus with like a weird i don't know they didn't give a whole lot of information on it ballast point i think as a whole as a brewery is fantastic i think they have some 
pretty outstanding beers. I think this is probably not, in my opinion, not their best. Yeah, it's not their best, but... You know, at the same time, if you're, if you're looking for like a traditional yeah. IPA, you know, like a real bitey traditional IPA, it's very, it's got that bitter hop flavor. That, yeah, it's very yeah. bitter hop IPA. But if you like that, I'd recommend it. Yeah, it's called the Fathom IPA. You can get it at pretty much, I feel like, most supermarkets. It's pretty common. It's pretty popular. I, I heard that they're recently trying to tighten up a little bit and become kind of more of an in-house microbrew kind of vibe. Yeah, which then um, if that's the case, you can go to, if you're from Southern California, San Diego, Long Beach, and Anaheim inside Anaheim inside the downtown Disney district, you can get these beers on draft, which I feel like is better. I've had this beer on draft. draft draft's always better. Um, and yeah, you can go to one of those three locations. And grab this beer or any of their other fantastic beers. Ballast Point is a fantastic brewery. They really are. I have been to, ones. Yeah, I've been to all three of the breweries they have in Southern California. All of them outstanding. Not Every bad. Si- I've never had a bad beer at their brewery. Yeah. There's and, one of those good, yeah. solid. It's like Firestone. It's just a good, oh, solid beer company. Yeah. It's good. If you want just like a quick IPA, it's, yeah, I'd recommend getting it probably on draft, going to one of their locations in Southern California. If you're from Southern California, if not, like I said, you can pick it up pretty much anywhere. All right. Well, that sounds good. I'd recommend, sounds like Doug would recommend, particularly in person. Yes. Yeah. And so uh, with that, this has been our Aquaman episode. I had a good time. So did I. And uh, let's see, Doug, what's our social shout out? Get them socials out there. You can tweet at us at comicallypod or follow us on Instagram at comicallypod. That is our name going forward for social media because everything else was taken or too long. That is completely <laughs> fair. You know what, Doug? You did a great job on that. I had nothing to do with it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Give us a follow with any suggestions, changes, critiques, likes, whatever you guys want to do. Ask us questions, whatever you want. Let us know. And thanks again for listening, everybody. We we appreciate all the, the great feedback we've had. We appreciate the great conversations that we've had over this. And we're glad that we could have a good time hanging out with you. Yeah. Yeah, so this was Comically Incompetent Podcast. Signing off here, Ben. Doug. And thanks for listening, everybody. Bye.